The Denver Broncos are receiving more phone calls about their cornerback death. Could the Broncos make a move before the regular season begins? Plus, Sarah and I, we give our final roster projection before cuts are made on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stance to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by our co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us are Broncos analysts for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. You can follow us on our Twitter feed. Make sure that you follow and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite audio podcasting platforms. It is available free and everywhere, not to mention here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on a day of Denver Broncos news content and coverage, courtesy of Sarah and myself. But Sarah, obviously, great to see you, my friend. Roster cuts are looming here for the Denver Broncos. It's just about 24 to 36 hours after the Broncos preseason finale. Some tough decisions coming down the pike for George Payton, for this coaching staff. But I want to focus a little bit on today's show, really being about our final roster projections, not to mention that. George Payton had some very interesting comments during the United News broadcast of the Broncos preseason finale. How you doing, my man? Uh, a lot of storylines we got to get into. Lots of stuff, Cody. And I noticed you left out that Kanye's album finally dropped. So, I mean, there's even more than meets <laughs> the eye here today with the big news and the things going on. So, no, man, it's exciting times. I know it's tough. You know, it's really tough. We got to speculate on guys losing their jobs. And it's just the unfortunate reality of what we do. So, you know, just uh, all the best to every guy in the NFL that, you know, would ever hear this or, you know, just the sentiment in general to all those guys that are about to get cut and uh, hopefully better days ahead and just a, a new situation for thousands of guys. It's going to be crazy. So, uh, yeah, best of luck to all those guys. I'm thinking Monday is probably going to be a rough day for many players. I know the Broncos are set to practice on Tuesday. They may actually have a walkthrough day or they might get the day off because, look, they got all this week off of actual game preparation, but they're still going to practice, and obviously for preparation for that week one season opener against the New York Giants here. George Payton was on the broadcast on Saturday against the Rams here, sir, and he was talking with Brian Greasy and Steve Levy about a variety of different things. And he, Look, he was – open and honest in a capacity I don't know many general managers have been because he was asked about Justin Fields. He was asked specifically about various decisions that the team made, why they have so many cornerbacks. And George Payton said, hey, we continue to receive calls from other teams because our cornerback depth is so good. Now, we've heard him mention this before, and if they are escalating, there's teams all around the NFL that need it. I mean, Sarah, are you – at the point now, because he's brought it up again, that Denver may look to make a move. I just can't see it, knowing that Michael Ojemudi went down. I don't see the Broncos making a move and get, getting rid of one of these cornerbacks. I just can't. Yeah, given the injury to Michael Ojemudi, definitely lessens, I think, the likelihood. I think it means that somebody's going to have to come with a really sweet offer. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're George Payton, you know, we saw how he negotiates trades during the NFL draft, right? And we got to see kind of, he doesn't, I, I would say he's he's all about fair trades. I wouldn't say he drives a hard bargain. He's no Dave Gettleman by any means. But I do think, the, I have just a kind of a sneaking suspicion that he's brought it up a couple of times. And now Bryce Callahan's name has kind of made it into the Twitter sphere specifically. Yeah. So I think that there's definitely a chance that that goes down. And I think that the reason that they would be able to pull that off 
is is the fact that they do have a top three right now that are are really really rock solid. You know, you have obviously Ronald Darby, you've got Kyle Fuller, and you've got Pat Sertan the second, and so you've got guys that could you know hold down the fort so to speak. Um, and, and keep your nickel package really strong. And then obviously with the Ojemudia injury, it makes it a little bit less likely. But then, you know, you've got to you've got the opportunity to look through waivers. You've got the opportunity to look at other trades. I'm going to continue to beat the dead horse of CJ Henderson. I would make that trade. I would go out and find a way to get that done. That'll that'll replenish your depth at the cornerback position if need be. There's obviously still other veterans available, things like that. So you don't want to necessarily take a shot at that depth, though. I get I get where you're coming from on that, too. I mean, it was a position group, obviously, last year that struggled to stay healthy. You don't necessarily want to kind of just take that off the table before the season even starts. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different options. And you mentioned Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller. Bryce in the final year was deal with the Broncos. Kyle Fuller just on a one-year deal. So there's a lot of potential on both sides in terms of maybe who might be the most expendable. I think it's between those two corners outside of anybody else. I can't see the Broncos trading away Ronald Darby, who they just signed to a three-year deal. It wouldn't make sense. Michael Ajmudia, obviously a second-year player, doesn't make sense. Patrick Sertan, I mean, I don't think that's going to make sense. But I think that George Payton is putting these things out there. We go back to Tim Patrick, guys like Royce Freeman. I wonder if he's trying to get as much leverage as possible for a team that needs it. Look, Baltimore, they lost J.K. Dobbins. I wonder if the Broncos decide to offset Royce Freeman, do they trade him to Baltimore? Depends on what Baltimore is willing to give up. I mean, Baltimore is not normally in a position where you're going to get a top-tier pick for them. You're going to get one of those later back-end ones. But look, an additional first-round pick, and obviously you're not going to get that for Royce Freeman. I'm just pipe-dreaming here. But you need capital. George Payton loves to do it. Now, I'll shift our thoughts here, Sarah, to a, a subject that was brought up during the broadcast. And I think it was interesting to know. I don't like to read into things too much, but I've always thought that Vic Fangio, you know, if the defense is playing well, I felt like he'd be safe if the defense is dominating. But if the offense struggles, I felt like the, the pressure would be on Pat Shermer. George Payton had said it in the broadcast that the Broncos need to get off to a hot start. And it's not sounding like he wants them to. He said, we need to get off to a hot start because Vic has 0 for 7, if I'm not mistaken, in two years in the month of September alone. The Broncos have a favorable schedule, but if the Broncos get off to a slow start, Sarah, what do you read into George Payton's comments from Saturday? Well, you know, George Payton wasn't with the team during that time, so the fact that he knew off the top of his head that they've been 0-7 in September under Vic Fangio does indicate that it's a big deal, um, and, it, and it is a big deal. You know, you can't, you can't expect to do anything in this league if you don't at least start decent. I mean, and, and the Broncos' schedule to start this season – Anything worse than two and one would be a little a little embarrassing given the way that we've been talking up the defense, given the way that we've been talking up the roster, given the fact that you just, you know, moved on from Drew Locke in favor of Teddy Bridgewater. Like you've got to go out and now win these games. And I think that people are kind of reasonably to a degree a, a little upset over the way the starters played in that preseason finale, just based on the fact that that is that, that urgency is there, the fans are feeling it. And, and I can only imagine what the players and coaches are feeling, but I think there's definitely some stock to take in, in, Hey, George Payton, you weren't even with the team for that Owen seven. And yet, you know, it off the top of your head, that's in, that's very interesting to me that he said that. And so I do think it's important to him. I think it's, I, I think it's obviously something that, you know, he and John Elway have talked about. I think it's something that a new owner is going to be looking at. You want to get this 
team into the playoffs to make sure that everybody wins in this situation. Raise the, the, the Broncos as a team this year have to be the tide that raises all the other boats. It keeps you know Vic Fangio's do- job, makes George Payton look good to the next owner, makes Joe Ellis look good for letting John Elway pick the next GM. I mean, everybody wins if the Broncos are winning. And so I just think I think what George Payton said looms large. I, th- I do agree with you there. There's a lot of things to read into look I think for George Pace a a big year for him I know that there's some things some contingency plans that they're eyeing personally they're they're monitoring the Green Bay Packers situation I mean they're not that as a secret if there's a better option out there if there's an option out there that gives them a legitimate chance to get back to the Super Bowl they're going to be in on every deal and he said in his opening press conference we are going to be in on every deal we are going to be aggressive but not reckless and I do think that if Rodgers does become available which I hate bringing it up because it's irrelevant right now the Broncos are going to do whatever they can to make it happen. So something to keep an eye on there. But, Sarah, coming up here in just a moment, Broncos country, we're going to go through and we're going to give our final roster projections from the offense and the defensive side of the ball. We're going to give our thoughts on that. And we're going to see how close we come out this week as the final roster will be formulated for this Denver Broncos team. But before we do that, let me tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode. Show us your good friends over there at North One and BetOnline.ag. And with North One, North One is better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. And North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere. Whether you're at home or you're on the go, everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. You never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, and the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North one is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money. North One integrates the accounting software you already use, saving you hours of manual bookkeeping. And with North One's envelope feature, you can automatically budget and save for things like rent, payroll, taxes, and more. And with North One, you'll never pay overdraft or NSF fees again, saving you hundreds of dollars per month. To get started, visit apply.northone.com slash locked on. Apply.northone.com slash locked on. That's apply.north. O-N-E.com slash locked on. North One Business Banking Made for America. And our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron for the start of the NFL season. You get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive Receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo where you can make a bet on the Thursday night, September 9th, season opener between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, you will get $25 back in terms of a wager being refunded up to that amount there for customers when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. They have you covered. Take advantage today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, sir, let's get into our roster projection. Let's start off on the offensive side of the ball, my friend, because I think this is the one where we don't have as many questions, maybe outside of one or two spots on a certain position at a skill player set there. But let's start off with quarterback. Two players or three players. Where do you think that I, they go? Drew Locke, 
Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Do you see Brett Rippon? I don't. I, I just don't think there's room on the rest of the roster. You know, we we talked uh, after the Rams game, you know, about special teams in particular. Well, Brett Rippon's not helping you on special teams. And if if Brett Rippon needs to play, you're probably in a, you know, a bad position anyway. So my guess is, is as, as valuable as Rippon has been to the team, you've got to try to sneak him onto the practice squad. And if you can't, I could see Nick Foles becoming a Denver Bronco in a you know in a few days, Cody. I don't know if he's going to stick with Chicago, and if he doesn't, he has history with Pat Shermer, uh, and, and so I just think that that's a possibility. But um, I don't think, and I think that would be potentially on the practice squad, given the fact that Foles obviously has already made a bunch of guaranteed cash, and uh, if he gets cut, it's not like he's going to lose a ton of money. So practice squad possibility i don't know we'll see brett rippon if he gets picked up by another team wish him well but at the same time i think that the broncos are pretty solid with two qbs yeah and there's two guys there the only thing i'll throw in there is just that the nfl is still in a covid year i think that's the biggest hang up on maybe what the broncos decide to do if i think if covid wasn't around and you don't see these teams impacted by guys being close contact I do think that you probably see normally just the standard two quarterbacks that you see normally in the National Football League. So that'll be an interesting kind of asterisk there that we'll continue to follow. But let's let's get to tailback now. Running back, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Mike Boone. I mean, Mike Boone could go on IR, but there's a chance he's going to be ready for that week one opener. And then the big question mark, do you keep Royce Freeman? I know you and I talked about it postgame. Maybe you still trade Royce Freeman. Maybe you keep Demaria Crockett on the roster as your fourth running back. I think he's had a really great preseason, and I don't think that the Broncos want to necessarily let him go, but he could be one of those guys that gets cut and then brought back onto the practice squad. Where are you going here with tailback? I would love, love, love to see them stick with three here, Cody, and and that all depends on Mike Boone's health. So if Mike Boone is going to be ready to go for week one, and that would require a little bit of projecting, but if Mike yeah. Boone is going to be ready for week one, I think that you still try to trade Royce Freeman. I don't think his value is going to get any higher. You know, as the season goes along, you're not going to use him. You've already, you know, Vic Fangio spent all offseason talking about the three running backs that they have. And none, none of those times that he talked about the three running backs the Broncos have did he bring up Royce Freeman's name. So I think we saw some solid stuff from Royce in the preseason. I think what he's put on tape as a player in his first three NFL seasons is good enough to to warrant some interest from other teams. I would still trade Royce. And then if you need a running back, I would – just bring a guy up off the practice squad. You know, you can do that for two players every week. So I don't see any reason why you you keep four other than if you're really worried about Mike Boom. But Melvin Gordon looks healthy. Javante Williams looks healthy. You're probably not going to use Royce in week one anyway. So if you need to, use somebody else. out. Use KJ Hamler out of the back. Get creative. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't think there's enough roster spots, Cody. And, and, and I understand. I would completely – not be surprised if they kept Royce Freeman on the active roster. I just think, man, you got to strike while that iron is hot. Get him to another situation. Get him to another team. Let him thrive there and go with your three guys. Tight end, do you think they're going to keep four here? I mean, I I believe that they will just because Andrew Beck is at tight end four, fullback one option there. I just – it goes back and he's a key special teams guy. You have Noah Fant, mm-hmm. Albert Oak Wabenum, Eric Saubert, who's obviously a, a roster lock tight end number three, and then Andrew Beck there, who can st- – I mean, you can have essentially all those guys on the field at the same time, depending on what personnel you go in, because Beck can play fullback. And then you have, obviously, Albert O, Noah Fant, and then Eric Saubert. I think that's mm-hmm. a pretty clear-cut 
what we're going to see here. Yeah, that's kind of a fun idea. Get all those guys on the field at the same time. I like it. And we've seen some really great stuff from Saubert, man. I think that he's due for a breakout. You know, he's kind of in the – I think he came in the same draft class as Garrett Bowles. So I, I the, the story is not yet written with Saubert. You know, he's got cut a couple times, but – at the same time, man, you just never know when when opportunity is going to strike. So I think you're right. I think they keep four tight ends. And then I think they try to keep the other two guys that they have on the practice squad. You know, Austin Fort showed some nice yeah. things in the preseason. Sean Byer showed some really nice things. I think you try to keep both those guys on the practice squad. In addition to, you know, Beck's competition for fullback, Adam Prentice. I would like to see him kept on the practice squad as well. And, you know, as Tom McMahon said, by week seven, a lot of those guys are going to be making contributions anyway. So I think you keep, you try to keep all of the all of the above in some form or fashion, but active roster definitely four guys. Well, we'll see if uh, Tom McMahon is around week seven. The Broncos special teams unit <laughs> has to continue to get better. I mean that we talked about in the post game is just concerning the amount of returns that they give up. And Vic did mention in the post game he says we have to do a better job coaching it too. So I think the pressure is on Tom McMahon a little bit here. Uh, offensive line, let's go through this here quickly. I think the starters really solidified there in terms of your first string guys. We know Bobby Massey is going to be the right tackle. Calvin Anderson, I imagine they're going to keep him as that both right tackle left tackle swing guy so it allows you kind of one guy for you know one roster spot for essentially a guy that can do two positions i think behind you're gonna have quinn Miners at guard natani muti and then i think the real question is do you keep another backup guard or, or maybe a center because quinn Miners can also play center how many offensive linemen do you keep i think cam fleming is out I, I think you're right on that cody he just didn't show enough um potentially you know bring him back on the practice squad since you paid him a million dollars you know you might as well keep him around for the lower price but I think what they would do, Cody, if they if they suffer an injury like Lloyd Cushenberry at the center position, I think you slide Glasgow over to the center, and I think you put in either Muti or or uh, Miners at the guard. You know, and I just I just don't I like think I, I think that's a better idea than to try to keep Schlotman or or somebody else on the active roster. I don't think you need nine guys with the current players they have. So that's the direction that I would go is keep an eight offensive lineman and then stack up the rest on your practice squad. Okay, I agree with that. In Broncos country, we're going to get to the wide receivers and the defensive side of the ball and the specials coming up here in just a moment. But I got to tell you about the two other sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, DirecTV Stream and Built Bar. And does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. <laughs> well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports shows, movies, and shows in all, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies buy package our good friends over there at built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market here today you can get yourself a box of built bar by going to built.com they have nine amazing delicious flavors including the occasional limited time flavor peanut butter brownies my go-to thin mint cookie is one of sarah's favorite flavors that he goes to as well and i want you to try built bar today by going to built.com not to mention the best tasting protein bar is also the healthiest protein bar on the market today and it contains 70 grams of protein 130 calories and only four grams of sugar that's the best bang for your buck and you can get that today 15 percent off your order when you use promo code lock 15 once again promo code lock 15 is going to get you 15 percent off your next order at built 
Com. All right, Sarah, let's go through wide receivers real, real quick. I think this is where the dilemma is. I believe we're on par right now for the offensive side of the ball with wide receiver. To be around maybe 26, maybe 25 guys here, it really depends here. So wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, obviously there. Trinity Benson has to be that fifth spot. Do they carry a sixth wide receiver? Because they did last year, and I think it's kind of up in the air right now between Deontay Spencer, Tyree Cleveland, and Seth Williams for that sixth spot. Yeah, I definitely think you're right. You're spot on with that, and special teams will factor in. I think the future a little bit factors in. I think you could see even seven receivers kept, depending if they if they want to keep Deontay Spencer as a as another specialist. Essentially, you've got to keep seven. I don't think you can cut both Tyree Cleveland and Seth Williams. I think that would be insane. Um, just because you you need somebody that can potentially take over for Tim Patrick as the, I mean that's a role that has really been proven you know it's worth in gold like Tim Patrick last season coming in for Cortland Sutton that's a role that needs to be filled and so I just think you can't cut both those guys so yeah. if they keep six I would personally go with with Seth Williams as much as I do like Tyree Cleveland I think he had just kind of a he just kind of had a brutal offseason, man. It was just brutal for him. So maybe you can sneak him onto the practice squad. I don't know if you could sneak Seth Williams onto there. Deontay Spencer, he's proven as a return specialist, and I don't think anyone took his job in the preseason. You know, that's not necessarily fair to those guys, but um, just because they didn't get opportunities. The Rams punter is the MVP of the NFL, the backup punter even. He's not giving our guys any chances at it, so – I think six or seven, and I think one of Tyree Cleveland or Seth Williams is probably out. Probably no disagreement here. It's going to be Brandon McManus, Sam Martin, and Jacob Bobenmoyer as the three specialist players there on the special team side of the ball. Defensively, let's start off here with the hardest position corner. You've got Ronald Darby, Patrick Sertan, Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller. We know Michael Ojemudi is that fifth guy. He could go on IR, as Vic had mentioned, once the regular season comes around so they can make a move there and bring a guy up. Uh, outside of that, if they're going to bring somebody up, in your opinion, I know we talked about it, I think Savion Smith might be the appeal there for the Broncos here. Or, you know what, he might be at a stature enough where the Broncos can release him and bring him up on the practice squad. When Michael Ojemudia goes to IR, if that's the case, at the beginning of the season, then they can bring him up, they can elevate him, and then they'll make that corresponding move to keep him around. I think that's going to probably play out at the cornerback position. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're spot on with that, Cody. And just so people know, you know, you have to cut – you can't you have to cut these guys before you can bring them back on because of Michael Ojemudia's injury not necessarily being season ending. You can put him on injured reserve for only three weeks time, but you have to do it after your initial roster is turned in. So rosters have to be turned in by Tuesday. By Wednesday, Ojemudia could be on IR and somebody could take his place. So that's kind of what we're referring to here. And that's what all NFL a lot of NFL teams are dealing with that, you know, and that's just a situation that I think that we get caught up a lot of times thinking, man, you got to stash this guy. You got to stash this guy. How are you going to get this guy through waivers? I think every team is trying to do that. So it's not always worth the worry. But with cornerback, I think the Broncos have a lot of interesting options. You know, Savion Smith, the guy that I think is going to make plays. He's got chemistry with Pat Sertan. Looking at his uh, his contract, he's an exclusive rights free agent after the season, whereas a guy like Nate Hairston is an unrestricted free agent. So again, one eye on the future. What do you weigh? What do you value? the most and, and Savion Smith made that play on special teams so I like seeing that I think Kerry Vincent Jr. a little too banged up this this training camp and preseason probably got to try to stash him on the practice squad and be okay letting him go if he hits waivers but I think cornerback Cody is a position where we're going to see the Broncos scour the waiver wire maybe even you know 
acquire somebody in a trade like we talked about earlier. So I think that they're going to definitely be emphasizing that spot for depth. I think linebacker is an easy spot here. You've got Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, Baron Browning, and Justin Stern. And I don't think they're going to carry five guys. I think they're going to carry four. I think Curtis Robinson will be a practice squad guy. He'll clear waivers, and they'll bring him back on the practice squad. I see that playing out there. Safety, I mean, we talked about our post game. I think we projected it there. Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, and you also have behind them P.J. Locke is that third guy, Caden Stearns, and Jamar Johnson, your five safeties there. I know you and I are in agreement. Now it gets to a little bit of the tricky part here, Sarah, as we close out today's episode of the show, the defensive line and outside backer. I mean, outside linebacker is also an easy one, too. I mean, I, I then you factor in Andre Minsa, right? Can you bring him back on the practice mm-hmm. squad? That's the dilemma. Let's talk about the defensive line here. We know Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell. Do you think Shamar Steven and guys like McTelvin Najim, I think those guys are locks behind guys like Purcell and Draymond. But there's one more spot, I feel like, that needs to be open. And who does it go to? Does it go to Deshaun Williams or does it go to another guy? Yeah, to your point, Cody, I think that, uh, you know, Marquis Spencer, the rookie, made made an impression uh, last night's game or, or the Rams game um, on Saturday night. I think he did a good job. He flashed during training camp. Even when I was there, you know, I noticed number 51 was making some plays. And so that's another guy that, that could factor in there for the Denver Broncos on the defensive line. So I think – I do think they keep the six that we've kind of been going chalk with this whole time off the edge. You know, I've had a number of questions from people asking me, are they really going to cut Derek Tuska? So I'm, I don't know. Some people must be seeing some stuff from Tuska that we haven't quite seen. I was hoping for just a, I was hoping for him to just go ballistic and and sack the quarterback a number of times. So maybe the Broncos liked what they saw from him more than what I was potentially hoping for and expecting from Tuska, who's a talented, talented dude, highly decorated player at North Dakota State. So obviously rooting for him and rooting for Andre Mintz as well, who got a huge guarantee from the Broncos after the draft, certainly bigger than most that John Elway gave out in his 10 years on the job. So I think that there's there's some competition there, man, and there's some. There, I, I'm not going to say it's politics, but you got to talk about the money that guys are getting. I mean, money talks. So follow the money with some of these guys and see. And linebacker, I think you're you're spot on with that as well. That's going to be pretty well chalk. Although I would be interested to see uh, maybe a practice squad veteran there, maybe like a Nathan Gary from Nebraska who played. You know, he's played some big games, played for Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Maybe somebody like Ruben Foster. Do you take a shot on him coming back from? injury and and bank on his talent get him on the practice squad and see what happens so uh, you never know but i think that's a spot where you're looking for some practice squad depth as well so many options there too and vic fangio also i think made a great point in his post game press conference when talking about are you worried about maybe losing guys off of waivers and he had said something along the lines of well you know other teams have to make cuts too if they're going to bring in one of the players that we cut they have to make cuts as well so it kind of factors in and i think that the players that are probably most in danger of being poached off of the Broncos waivers, probably against the teams that they played here in the preseason, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Vikings, they have a multitude of different questions there at various positions. So I'd imagine they'd probably keep their eye on things a little bit more than anybody else. Obviously the opponents of some of the teams like division rivals that uh, of the teams that the Broncos played might be keeping an eye on those game tapes and saying, Hey, this guy on this team stood out. Maybe they're going to try to poach him. I think things are actually going to play out well for the Broncos but then again, Sarah, we see it all the time. There's always one surprise cut that happens at this time, and we're like, whoa, why was that? And then so we're trying to figure out all the angles to it. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, my man. I think th- this is a big week for the Broncos. No practice on Monday for the organization. They will be back on the practice field on Tuesday. Sarah and I, we are going to have you covered with all the roster cuts, the final roster, 
and we're going to see where we're at in terms of how accurate we are. I think this, Sarah, our 53, I feel like it might be pretty dang accurate, maybe outside of one or two of those final positions, maybe a wide receiver corner is where we're going to maybe be proven right or wrong here. But I feel good for the most part. I do too, Cody. I feel good about it. I think that there's going to be some obvious surprises, players that come available that you maybe didn't necessarily expect that kind of push other guys off. Um, but I think that there's always guys too that were like, man, they couldn't cut that guy and get him to the practice squad. That actually ends up happening. So I just think that those types of things, you kind of come to expect the unexpected. I'm also interested to see league-wide, you know, are we going to get any more big trades? Are we going to see a Deshaun Watson trade? Are we going to see some other stuff go down around the league? Because this is right around the time we saw a, a number of big trades go down in recent years. And so it's always fun. You don't see a ton of trades in the NFL. So right now, this time of year, is, is the time to really pay attention. And, and the fans, you know, we do. We pay attention. We love this time of year. It's that you can't help but be intrigued by player movement in the NFL. It's just there's nothing nothing like it. The NFL always dominates, Cody, no matter if it's on field or off the field. I mean, you're spot on there. And Broncos country, Sarah and I, we're going to have you covered all week long with everything that's going on with the Denver Broncos. So make sure if you want to be able to get into the action, stay locked in. Well, guess what? Hit that subscribe button here, the Locked On Broncos podcast on YouTube. Make sure you follow, subscribe, free and everywhere on your favorite audio podcasting platform. We have you covered. We aim to bring you daily objective Broncos coverage from both sides of the coin to every angle that's going on with the team that you root for on Sundays. But with that said, Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. Sarah and I, we're going to be back tomorrow for a brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.